0: Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. You're listening to Melissa Unscripted. I'm your co-host Dave Wilson from Tiger Moth Creative. We created this podcast to bring listeners helpful perspectives on all kinds of real estate experiences, from the enlightening to the humorous. Along the way, we'll branch out on related topics, and we will definitely chase a random squirrel or two. With me always is my friend and co-host, Melissa Greer, a nationally ranked real estate agent. I have notes, yes. So everyone listening, we actually do plan this. We take notes and... Sit down beforehand and talk about what we're going to talk about. Very and then, structured. And then it all goes out the window as soon as we Very start structured. talking. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's what's great about doing the podcast with you. Like, we can talk. We can talk. We can talk, we can talk yes.
1: We can talk. Like, we've already done one. <laughs> <laughs> Not really anything that you'd want to hear. No.
0: Well, are um, you doing all right today?
1: I am. It's kind of gloomy mm-hmm. out.
0: It is. Unless unless today you're listening to the podcast and it's nice outside then. That's true. It's really nice outside the day.
1: It's nice and sunny and springtime. <laughs> <laughs> Are you affected by light? I am.
0: I am. I'm I'm affected by light. Like I'm in aff-
1: a good way I mean I, I don't like when it's cloudy. It I have to spend a lot of energy just perking up.
0: Yeah. I mean, the energy part I have, it mm-hmm. is the, the feeling of... Yeah. I, I'm definitely happier in the sun.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's gloomy.
0: <laughs> I also get migraines when the pressure changes. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Is it Has it changed? It yeah. has.
0: And I and actually, you know, I try all sorts of stuff. And it's a barometric pressure. And I'm going to mm-hmm. get a barometer from my office so I can really I tell. I don't think
1: you is. should say what you try to get rid of your migraines. I, I won't
0: go into all of it. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: One of them has to do with the sucking pumping thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, we don't need to know that.
0: But it's working so Our far. Our listeners
1: might be too young. For it's life. for my nose, oh, just gotcha. so you know. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Well, that but, opens up a hole. Yeah. <laughs> is it oxygen? Um,
0: no, it's actually, oxygen. It's, it's actually saline, and oh, it actually yeah. pumps it through your sinuses. Because mine are the the pressure change headaches come from sinus pressure.
1: Do you do like a? Is it like the nasal irrigation thing? It's a nasal. Oh, irrigation. I do that every day. Yeah, I'm a big believer in it. It works. It oh. helps. If you do it, if you do it, you you get horrified at people who don't because you...
0: You see what comes out of it. You do. Oh, I mean, I can't believe you
1: said that because, I mean, I didn't want to be gross, but obviously we don't... Have I'm to not worried about that. But no, if you do it on a regular basis, can you imagine people who never do it? Yeah. I mean, that's... Yikes. Now I got a
0: question. Do you have... I've learned this too. After I've done it, if I bend over, <laughs> water... Okay. Comes pouring out of my nose.
1: So a day before this, I had to do a quick little um Zoom interview over some the housing thing. And so I, of course I do it every morning and then I I didn't dry my hair, and so I, I usually bend my head over to dry my hair so it didn't look real flat for that Zoom thing. And my whole is <laughs> water everywhere. It drips
0: out like a faucet it dripping. It does.
1: It just so just that tells you you need to do it. Yeah. Like, Okay.
0: Well, since we've already talked about something gross and disgusting, we can mark let's, that off. Let's, well, let's segue into
1: okay. Like, oh, yeah. what are some
0: things that you hate about your job, but you've learned to get around it? Like some things that maybe have grossed you out, or just things you don't yeah. like to do. Well,
1: obviously, Dave, I like every, I love every aspect of real estate and doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, there are things that I, you know, if I had to choose, I wouldn't do. I mean, I think anyone who knows me real well. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Paperwork is not my forte, you know. So the kind of going through forms and explaining them, and it's just a challenge for me. I'm better talking and just yeah. showing in activities. But so I have, I trained my mind to be more detail oriented because I'm more of a big picture person. And of course, since I've developed this condition we share ADHD you know it's really hard you have to it's a, always a mental practice and exercise to really so interesting now is um back through the years during the recession I might have carried you know 20 listings and if someone called me I would know pretty much how much it was what the square footage was bedrooms and baths and I would just train myself to know that and now I have my support team is very young and they they're so wonderful in everything they do except their attention to detail and they don't remember like the details of the houses and i i i don't know how to train them to train their mind to do that but that's something that it's a constant struggle for me so it's hard for me to teach someone to do that and then um well
0: yeah. so the paperwork I'm oh, sorry my volume went down yeah so you were saying that the um Paperwork is hard because you do have ADD. And, and paperwork yeah. is really hard. I drive my project manager up the wall. Rebecca, if you're listening, yes. I know
1: his um. project manager, and I, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because my, I'm not good at yeah. paperwork. It, it, is, it, it really is a struggle when you do have ADD, um, at least for our yes. style of ADHD. Well, when
1: I go to my ADHD doctor, you have to take a quiz mm-hmm. every time you go. Yeah. You have to answer the same questionnaire. And one of the questions is do you put off projects that require a lot of detail and thought? <laughs> and I mean, on a scale of one to 10, I, I wish they had 20. Right. I, I would definitely procrastinate with something like that because it's just a challenge, and we tend to procrastinate with something that's a challenge. But it is, it's is—it's interesting to take that question because it helps reinforce what I need to work on. Yeah, and that's that is smart. Definitely it.
0: So how have you worked around that? Because you know, your job definitely has a lot of paperwork right. and attention to detail, and you're very successful. Well, thank you. Um,
1: Not attention to deep. Right. So, <laughs> no, so, so
0: have you got, like, I've learned how I have to get around it. What, what, right. what is something that you've done to, to help well, you from, like, maybe from the beginning to where you are now?
1: Well, I'm a big believer, and, and this is way too serious usually for us, but I'm a big believer that you can't you can't be a victim to anything that's that's challenging for you. You have to figure it out. So I just – you know, what I do is I know that's hard for me, but I really – I just choose to do it. I choose to be okay with paperwork. Now, now of course, I surround myself with a great support team, and and with all our ADHD, we can pull together and get this done and help. But I do try and um, make sure that I take the time, especially with first-time homebuyers, to go over, explain things – and then, you know, I constantly rework it. So now I'm, I'm in a point where I'm checking things more and looking at documents more. And, of course, they change our documents often, so you have to keep up with it. But it's just, it's training my mind to do it. It's not the thing that I enjoy the most, but anything about your profession you got to be able to do. Yeah. And so that's the thing.
0: So really your, your, your message is? Just just tough it up tough, or, yeah, or just, hire somebody that can help yeah, complement you. you. You
1: want to sound surround yourself with people who are good at what you're not good at, but then you also have to share a, a camaraderie and and relate to the people you work with, and it's hard. Someone who's really detail oriented probably is not going to like me. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the thing. Is like I'll hire people, and if they're really detail oriented. Sometimes they just don't care for me, and I'm, I know that's hard to believe.
0: So I know something else you hate, and you're talking about having people that work with you, and some of them may not like working with you if they're very detail-oriented, which I have that mm-hmm. too. Like, I know you hate conflict. Oh, my God. So how do you deal? That's I guess our theme today is things that you don't like. I think I said that yeah. earlier. How, and to, how to work around it. But So how do you deal with conflict? That's something you hate.
1: I, well, I do, I mean, hate such a strong word, but I honestly hate conflict, <laughs> I yeah. do. But what, we, what I do, and, you know, I always feel like, again, it goes back to me being so relationship-oriented and trying to play well with others, and, and I've spent my whole career trying not to be the person that would be adversarial. But sometimes you're going to deal in situations that are very stressful and it's tense, but what I I try and do is really remember and sometimes subtly remind the person I'm dealing with that we have a common goal and it'll be more challenging to accomplish it if we're adversarial and we're we're not working together if we work together say our goal is for somebody's buyer to buy one of my listings and my goal is the seller wants to sell it and we have these two people who want this to happen we've got a get on the same page and not have conflict. And sometimes if our clients have conflict, our job is to work that out in a way where, I mean, that's what they use us for. So it, you know, I just really, if if I'm in a situation where even an agent starts to almost seem adversarial, I'll step back and remind them, look, we, we can work this out being on the same team. And and then sometimes, if they're real adversarial, like you think, wow, this is getting a little bit. Off. And I and I'm sensitive, so I mean, after a while, my feelings start getting hurt. But <laughs> but I just say, are you okay? Is something going on that's different that has nothing to do with work? Because this doesn't seem like you. Is something okay? And and you know that is the best tool because it shows that you really care about the person and you realize. There's got in and, and nine times out of ten, there's something when someone's being really adversarial, they're getting pressure from somewhere else, whether it's their client, whether it's their family, whatever. So I that's what I do. And I just try and push through and, and communicate really positive as much as I can. But it's tough. I mean any job it's tough. It's not just real estate. It's any job. Communication and doing it in a positive way is important.
0: Yeah, I think you hit it with the communication. Like really setting your expectations mm-hmm. with people and being open yeah. and truly honest about and compassionate. It, it. And compassion. Show really that you helps. care. Yeah.
1: Sometimes you can't just care about the art of the deal. You know, that's what I was. Saying. You can't just care about that. You've got to care about the people involved and you know, have this you, Unless you have, you're a sociopath. Well, exactly. Well, and we still sell them houses.
0: <laughs> We're equal
1: opportunity. But um but I always think the truth is is you know, you hear that saying it's business not personal and for me as you know, if people are involved it's always personal. Yeah. And so I feel like I try and keep that in my head too when I'm dealing with things, but you know, no one like if anyone really likes conflict, I haven't you know, I don't know. I guess there they are people. They should be a lawyer. Do, yeah. Exactly. A trial lawyer. Or a mediator, I guess. Or a mediator, yeah. Someone told me I should do conflict resolution. I think They said I, you should do it yeah. or do you need
0: to go to some conflict resolution classes. No.
1: Well, I, they, <laughs> they said that they thought I would be good doing that. Okay. I don't know. I, they said they feel like I do it every day, <laughs> which is probably true.
0: So, so I know something that every <clears throat> realtor hates. And I know this because it's all over every market you go to.
1: I know what it is because you (laughs) helped me When um, It's a great story. Dave's a great photographer, and we're good friends, so obviously I'm comfortable with him. And he realizes I take a better picture when I'm relaxed, whether by alcohol or just being around him. So when I started working with him and his company, I was still using a photograph that, was done before digital photography. You
0: and every other realtor in the whole world is nothing more surprising (laughs) than meeting your realtor face-to-face for the first time and you realize their picture was 30 years old. Well... All of them.
1: It's true. And there's something in your mind that you, you want to think you haven't aged. But then when you when I said, well, here's my... You said, well, where's your headshot? And I handed you that photo, the glossy photo. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God. don't you have a digital copy? No. They didn't. That wasn't invented back in the day.
0: Glamour shots didn't have digital back then.
1: No. So I was sitting there. So Dave made me get my picture taken. We did, And actually, it was a great turning point because... The ideas that they had made me, like, I get my pictures taken too much, but it also, I held, so I got to the point where I would do that, but I hate doing it, mm-hmm. so I would, I have to, so the things I would do is, like, finding someone like Dave that I was comfortable with, um, maybe scheduling it around cocktail time right. helped. Um, also, if I included others, making sure they were people I knew or could be comfortable with, but... The videos, <laughs> now that's a whole other thing. I put off videos, and I and I will say this to anyone, when did our industry become that we have to do these videos on social media and do these videos about, hey, here I am showing <laughs> And I know that it is important, and part of what I try and do is stay relevant. So the best advice I ever got to overcome my fear of doing videos, which I still have it, and my dislike of them, is... They said The person said, just don't watch them. Just don't watch them. Do them and move on. Let someone else post them. And if you really are that worried, like I get my assistant, Jamie, because she's critical. (laughs) And so I'll let Jamie look at them and say, say, do I look good? Am I okay? Can we do this? I've never watched one of my videos.
0: There's something I hate. I think it's probably across the board with a lot of people. And I hate making mistakes. And it's funny because I make a ton of them. Like, I'm accident mistake pro mm-hmm. but I hate it. And um, so for me, it's like learning how to, like half my career is learning how to own up to my mistakes. Yeah. Like, do you have that same kind of, do you hate making mistakes? Oh, or? my gosh.
1: Well, the, in our industry, they're so big. I mean, you're helping the someone. The mistakes are? Be, well, the mistakes are so impactful because yeah. you're helping someone buy a house. And when I started selling real estate and I had just gotten out of college, I mean, have you ever seen the movie The Mexican? And it's, it's where the term I learned blame shifting. Have you ever heard that term? Yes. And I can't stand blame shifting because, but I did it when I first started selling real estate. If I made a mistake, I'd be so scared. I'd try and figure out who. It's like when you're a kid. I still <laughs> you,
0: have that gut instinct. Yeah, yeah you're. It's, it's horrible. A, oh,
1: it's awful. Like I'll never forget. I took the lid off of our oil, buried oil tank in the house I grew up in. And I dropped it in there, and it went in. And so my mother, when she got in from work, she said, what happened to the lid? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> you know, someone else must have done that. And finally, when I admitted it, or someone probably turned saw me do it, you know, you get in trouble. But that's a natural thing. So I realized, and then the other thing, too, is I realized a few years ago that I wasn't perfect. Have you realized that <laughs>
0: I mean, about you? Well, no, but no. about me, yes. <laughs> so, it
1: was so wonderful. I realized that I wasn't perfect just a few years ago and I always say it was very liberating but expensive. <laughs> because when I do I make mistakes and when I do, I just I'm a big believer in doing whatever you can to make it right. And that sometimes can be expensive because you, you there's uh, there's certain ways to fix things and usually it requires money. So, in our industry. So, but I think the key is you have to take the high road. You have to admit it. You have to own it. And then you have to do what you can to fix it. And hopefully you've got someone on the other end that understands that you're doing the best you can.
0: I think I said this on the podcast before though, but you know, the difference between, at least in my opinion, the difference between great businesses and not great businesses Everybody makes a mistake. It's mm-hmm. how the business or the individual handles the mistake is the difference between a great business. Right. I mean, because everybody's going to make a mistake. And, and my, my brother, when you talk about blame shifting, I wish I could have learned from him a lot earlier. He would always take the blame, even if he didn't do it. He's like, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why. He's like, because it's just easier to get it over with than hear everybody argue about it.
1: Well, and that's, a, that's how I am. Like, if I ever, you know, get in a situation where... You know how if you've got a friend and you have a problem, or or even with your partner or wife or whatever, I'm the e- I will apologize and take responsibility more than anyone because I just don't I don't feel like I think life's short and I think you don't want I never have I never have a problem doing that and sometimes because I don't like things to be in disarray I don't like things to be bad I like it I mean. I think I'm way too sensitive, but I, I just can't stand it. So it doesn't. For some reason, I have an easy time admitting that I'm wrong. Even sometimes when I'm might not be, it's easier. And you're
0: avoiding conflict too, aren't you?
1: That might. That might. Is this a therapy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's Ken Fraser? Is this therapy?
0: Okay, there's a couch right here. You can go I, ahead and sit I down. I see that. Just don't go to sleep. Don't you we'll miss Ms. Macy
1: today? She's in Enrichment. There are no barks. I know, Red Beard.
0: I didn't, her today. I, didn't,
1: I didn't have anybody jump in my arms when I came in to get holded and hugged. It's cool. My friend Perry stopped by last night. I'll yeah. have to show you the video. He, he always leaves his dog in his truck or car outside, and um, Macy didn't like that last night. So I said, Perry, bring your dog in. That, it was a horse. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I would never met his dog, but I just figured it was just like maybe a semi-normal sized dog. I mean, it was a big dog, but I have a video I'll have to show you. Macy just jumped up on that dog and wanted to play. She, and then she, she'll roll over. She's so, you know, submissive a little bit. But then it was so cute. But I'll say, you know, I mean, that dog was like ten times her size. It was a horse. <laughs>
0: Coco, Coco the horse. Cocoa. It even sounds like a horse. I name. know
1: it does, but I don't. I forget what kind of dog it was, but we had a good time. I thought, wow, that's long. The and there was a minute where they decided to be friends. You could see because they were sort of like Macy got in the chair so she could be as tall as the dog. But then there was a minute where they started playing, and then I had to take them out because I thought this house was going to be destroyed.
0: That's what it is. We need to learn from dogs how to handle conflict. Well, no, because yeah. they will fight and bark
1: and bite. Well, it depends. We need to so, learn from, like, good dogs. <laughs> let's need. just
0: not listen to me because yeah. I got bad advice today.
1: <laughs> a... But back to that movie, the, uh, there's another lesson in that movie. You should rent it if you haven't seen it. That's a How great... are... you Rent it? Like, yeah. what, the
0: VHS?
1: <laughs> Isn't it? Or Betamax. <laughs> but there, there's the only... Other, and I've got to watch this movie again because the only other thing I remember in that movie is when they this couple was having all this trouble and they they were in therapy but they were talking about blame shifting and they said when when you're really doing your best to get along with someone and it's just hard and it's not working, when is enough enough? And the other person said, Well never. Never and I thought, isn't that true if you really love someone and care about someone, yeah. It's never it should never be done.
0: As long as both both sides are feeling the same way, yeah.
1: So the only, just to let you know, because I don't I don't know if you want to ask this or not, but I'll tell you as an offering, one of the things I really dislike the most about my job, and I don't mind admitting it because it involves a fear I have, but sometimes we sell property on acreage or we sell lots, and mm. of course you need to walk the lot. You need to. I'm, Why do you
0: walk the lot?
1: Well, you want to see how the, you want to see how it goes. Like if you're going to build on it, you want to see if it, there's a big ditch or if it, you know, if if it would be conducive or hard to build on, or you'd have to do a basement. You know, it matters. You want to kind of make sure that as you walk around, there's nothing that is, you know, a big, you know, detriment. And um,
0: no cemetery or yeah, you know, things like that.
1: There've been I've sold <laughs> I've sold a property where they there've been graves on the property that weren't registered, which. It's kind of crazy, well, but
0: you should have talked about that during the weird. Oh, I podcast. know because
1: it was a it was on a lot of acreage, and there was actually when the, when they you know hiked through the woods, and when I said they, <laughs> I mean it was they, and that gets me back. I'm definitely afraid of ticks. I just am. I'm Are not you? sure why, <laughs> but I I mean I do know why because I'm scared of them, and I think that they will probably kill you <laughs> if they buy you, and I don't like that. So even and I love to hike. Have you ever I, been
0: bitten by a tick?
1: I'm sure when I was little, yeah. but I really don't, like, as an adult, even, I love, I love hiking, and I love to be in the mountains and things like that, but I always wear, like, a hoodie or <laughs> some kind of, I mean, I'll wear, like, I don't think a, a cap is enough. I think you got to cover your head. <laughs> so I used to wear, like, you know how you wear a bandana, like a, a you know, whatever, but.
0: Like an 80s basketball star?
1: Sort of. But the truth is, I, I always am so nervous about it. And there's times when I've had to get on. Like one time, this guy, I went and looked at his property, and he wanted me to get on his, a you know, his four wheeler, and ride this whole property with him. And there, and no one had been back there in forever. And I mean, after we finished, I, I hope
0: you said yes. Oh, I, I did. Okay. In
1: fact, I have a video. I'll send did you? Me. Because it, it, it was like. Oh, you'll love that video. We might do a whole podcast on that. But when, I, when he dropped me off, I came home and took a shower and threw my clothes in the basement. And I mean, I was so...
0: Did you have anybody pick you for ticks?
1: No, I mean, I, I, I didn't have anybody who would do that at that time, sadly <laughs> enough. So I had to do it myself. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm, I'm really afraid to so usually... You should keep
0: some tea tree oil in your car.
1: Does that repel them? Yeah, they don't really?
0: like it at all. You can put around like your socks and your wrists and stuff like that, the okay. points where they, they hop on. Well, that's good then to And they move know. away, yeah.
1: I might do that, but I still wouldn't trust it. or <laughs> I mean, I well, really, that's just because you have a yeah, fear. I do. And
0: it's not snakes.
1: No, well, snakes, I've walked, uh, you know, I've seen them. I don't love that, but I'm not as afraid of them. It, I mean, I am, but not as afraid.
0: You know, I got but, yeah. attacked by a snake during a photo shoot one time.
1: That really sends chills up. my Yeah, it was a reticulated I
0: python. Are I was you working serious? for a local paper. Oh my god! And doing a photo shoot at this like pet place, and I'm about to take a picture of this reticulated python, and the the window was open on the side, mm-hmm. and it jumped out and grabbed oh. my hand, and started biting down, and I was screaming. I mean, I was screaming like a little schoolgirl that just got her hair pulled, just I- like. Every cuss word I knew, Hello, and I'm like slamming it on the ground, and finally it lets go, and I had my hand was so bloody, and the owner came out. I was like, "That mf bit me." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I could tell by the way you were screaming." Oh my god! And then hands me a paper towel, and that's it. Isn't I it? had fifty two teeth marks in my hand.
1: Can you imagine having a snake for a pet? I know a lot of people do mm-hmm. because I see them. We had a listing not a few years ago, and they had a snake, and um, I would cover the snake cage with this blanket and then put, like, a, a a stuffed, like, duck on top of it. So it kind of made it – because I didn't think – I thought maybe this is a problem. But what happened is when they were out of town, the – you had to – the snakes have to have heat. Yeah. so So most of the snake cages have heat, which I didn't know. So when I covered it, when the owners were out of town, they called me and they said, well, you got to turn the heat lamp off if you covered it because it might catch on fire. And so I went, I went down, and it was covered. But I went behind the thing and got the switch to turn the lamp off, and that snake hit the side of the cage. And I mean, I went out and called the seller, and I said, "I think I'm driving to the hospital because I'm having a heart attack right now." <laughs> and I said, "Is that okay? Can that get? Out? Can the snake get out?" They said, "No, it just probably heard you and didn't like what you turning the heat off." So Jackson, who works for me, I, I said. I called him and I said, listen, I can't go back there because I've got another appointment. When you go turn out <laughs> He's the He's probably light- looking,
0: no, you don't, <laughs> Melissa.
1: <laughs> I know, he does have access to my camera. I said, when you go back there to turn the lights off after the showing, you're going to have to turn the heat back on for the snake in the cage, and it's probably going to attack your hand. Like It'll charge your hand through the glass. Just don't look at it. I, I said, I'd just keep it covered and just slip your hand down behind there. Can you imagine? He said it was just awful.
0: Well, at least there weren't any ticks in there.
1: (laughs) Well, you don't know what a snake might have. (laughs) Snake ticks?
0: Snake ticks. I think they do have them.
1: But it's crazy. So, anyway, I think that's a a, short list of things I don't like. That was a fun little list, though. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of
0: nice, you know seeing what you don't like, but how you get around it. Because oh, we yeah. got to do stuff we don't like all the
1: well, time. Well, we do. But I will say I've got to run, but I'm not going to show land, <laughs> and I'm not going to show acreage today. I'm, I might show some condos today on yeah. a high-rise. As <laughs> <But> long <laughs> as anyway. they don't have
0: a pet snake.
1: No. Well, that, I'm sure they do. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. Well, I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, I can't
0: wait. Well, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Until next time. We'll see you soon. All right, bye. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com. And so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcast, And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.